Hello, it's time for the next voice challenge, and this week we've got a special one in store for you. Hi, Callan. How are you today? Hi, Will. I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing great, thank you. Can you tell our listeners what you have in store for them today? Okay, the theme of this week's voice challenge is how low can you go? But first, as always, I'm going to need you to warm up. So point your chin up to the ceiling and down into your chest, all the way over your right shoulder and all the way over your left shoulder. Stick your tongue out as far as it can go. <coughs> Try to touch your nose with your tongue. <coughs> I can never do that. Point your tongue all the way down to your chin, all the way to the left, and all the way to the right. Now scrunch up your whole entire face really small, and then big wide mouth, big wide eyes. Ah. Now for our tongue twister. Here's one of my favorites. It sounds simple, but it's so hard. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. So let's talk about pitch for a little bit. Whenever you're playing with pitch on your character, make sure you do your full thorough warm-up because you don't want to injure yourself. Today, let's try a really low voice. Now, my voice is naturally pretty high, so the lowest I can go is probably down here somewhere. But practice at home and see how low you can go. Now, let's go back to our tongue twister. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Another thing you can do to experiment with this is try doing your deep voices at different parts during the day and see what time of day your voice is most comfortable being low. For me, it's first thing in the morning is easiest. So, how low did you go? Send me a recording of one of your characters with the deepest voice you can summon, and maybe I'll even play it on the show next time. You can email your clips to me at voice.challenge at audiblescripts.com. Now, here's one last thing. Do you want a chance to be in one of our next productions? Then maybe you want to try a real challenge. I have three characters. I want you to record a line in one of these character voices and send it to me. The winning actors may have a chance to be cast in one of our upcoming productions. Are you ready? For the ladies, I want to hear an evil Nazi geneticist. For the men, I want to hear a nefarious Chinese spiritualist. And this one's up for grabs for anyone. A mysterious reptilian being. Ooh, exciting. So record yourself as one of these characters saying any line you like. You can even use your favorite tongue twister. Make sure you email them to me at voice.challenge at audiblescripts.com. But remember, just have fun with it. Wow. Thanks, Callan. That sounded amazing. And don't forget about the Rex Tanner voice challenge. Submit your entries as soon as you can, because if Callan selects you as one of our winners, you could have a chance to star in our next production. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time. Original music by Ben Sullivan. Available on iTunes. Welcome to our third installment of the role of the Punch and Roll podcast. I got to make sure I get that right. I'm Will Lewis, and I'm here with your co-host, uh, Roland Wiley and Katie Lee. Hi, Will. How are you guys doing? Good. Good to hear from you happy, again. Happy, happy yeah. 2014. We are in the future. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. About a week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to bed and woke up a year later. So that was, uh, <laughs> that was always mind-blowing when that happens. Anyway, uh, I thought that, you know, just sort of putting myself in the shoes of someone who's just getting started in, in, in voiceover, uh, obviously, equipment is a is is a topic we're going to discuss. 
for the beginning voice actor. We'll pick that up. Uh, we'll take that up very soon. But I wanted to spend just a little bit of time today talking about demo reels because there's a lot of different opinions on whether or not you should even have a demo reel. If you have one, what you should put in it, what sort of style would it be? Should you use music? Should you use effect? Should you, should you use any uh, post-production effects on your voice? I mean, all these things. Uh, Katie and Roland, can you offer any guidance to, to, to our listeners on demo reels? Sure. It, Roland? Yeah, uh, thanks. It's When it comes to demo reels, variety is important. I remember the first time I did one and I listened to it, I said, it all sounds the same. It, it was me delivering, it was my same voice style. There was no real change to it. So the more I was looking for different voice voiceover gigs, I was trying to find something that's a little bit different than the one I've already done because this is my regular voice, but I don't want to give... 60 seconds, let's say, of my voice sounding like this. I want one that's more like this versus one that's a little bit more sensitive talking when if you're having problems with with stress at home, it's like it's there's got to be different pitches to it or a brighter voice versus a darker voice. And Katie can give her expertise on that as well in terms of voice variance, considering she's done so many different voice spins. She even has an adult voice, but I'll let her talk about that. <laughs> well, actually, um, I should have looked this up uh, beforehand because I was teaching a course and I have a note here somewhere on my phone. I'll try to find it. But basically, um, yeah, what Roland's saying is exactly right. People want to hear your voice, but they want to hear how you can use it. So we have several things that we can work with. We have pitch. We have tone. We have pace, attitude. Um, so re adding those different qualities to your read are, are, is going to show you, like you could be selling a car, you could be, you know, doing that sensitive read that, that Roland was doing. You can be a dad, you can be a son, you can be, you know, but, and, and so change it up rhythmically, tonally, uh, but be your, you know, bring yourself to the part shows your range as an actor and it shows her. Um, when I started, there was really, we only had one demo. So we showed everything, commercial, cartoon, mm. everything was just on your one reel. Oh, wow. Reel to reel when I started. <laughs> reel. It was a real reel. Um, and so we showed everything, and especially in animation, because when they hire you for that, they want to know that you can do at least two very distinctive characters, if not three or four. Like I just came from a recording session, and I did three characters. Uh. Um, so that's typical of animation. So nowadays, demos are more, uh, specific because they're easy to produce. You don't have to, you know, print the tape and get the box and all that. Everything's on MP3. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there's a, you can have a character reel. You can have a, uh, imaging reel, which I imagine you have that, Roland. You do that? Working on that one. Okay. Yeah. And imaging means what? Imaging is more of, well, for example, working at a radio station, we have a lot of imaging that goes in our station. So I may have something that says, you're tuned in to AM870 versus a commercial, which is more of just your quote-unquote announcer voice, where I'm saying, that's call 818-775-5520. That's 818-775-5520. So you got to come up with the variances. So yeah, imaging is for radio. Even I asked a friend the other day, I go, what is that? Because that's kind of out of my realm. But and she does it all the time. And it's just like, 
98.7, the wave. You know, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, very, you know, different kinds. So anyway, there's that type of reel. There's the character reel that could be an animation reel. Any characters you can do is great. Uh, and you asked about sound effects and music. That is uh, mm. good. No, it's, it's good to have. It really enhances it. I had a... I'm so blessed. I've got people who look at me and take pity on me all the time. And a, a friend took my... Well, because he listened to my very dry commercial reel and animation reel, and he added music and, sound, and it ah. sounds so much better. Um, ideally, and this is the tricky part, people make a demo in the same studio on the same mic and... Back in the day, as soon as you had some real stuff that you had produced, you want to add that to your role because it shows what you're actually doing. So it, it comes from different sources and it sounds different and it sounds like you're working. Right. And that's a good thing. Um, but the main thing to keep in mind is that whatever you put on that reel, you better be able to reproduce it when they call you up and ask you to come in. So do not affect your voice. That was my question. That was my concern about adding sound effects mm -hmm. because some people think, oh, I can add sound effects. Well, yeah, you can add background to give it more body, but don't modify your voice because if you do that, then like Katie said, they're going to expect you to do that on the spot. And that's... Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, you have to show what... It's like taking a headshot of yourself in, in stage makeup. <laughs> that's not a headshot that, that's not you <laughs> yeah so you wanted to, so and they and they also have narration reels and roland you do audiobooks so i'm sure you have an audiobook demo right. and oh by the way I, I forgot to say in our very first podcast why mm -hmm. do we know each other because we're working with audible scripts dot com that's right doing an uh, uh and will why don't you just say what that is so that's something new well, yes, Audible Scripts. I'm trying to use my imaging voice. Audible <laughs> Scripts is the no, seriously. Audible Scripts we'll is the combination. We'll get back to you on that of, imaging voice, by the way. <laughs> Our people well, call your people. Yeah. Audible Scripts is uh, a new venture, and basically, what we do is we combine movie scripts and audiobooks into a product that is. Uh, very compelling. We, well, first of all, we only produce compelling stories and we use a full cast. So instead of a single voice actor reading the entire story, you get a different voice actor for every, uh, uh, lead supporting, lead and supporting character in the story. And you also get a narrator who sort of walks you through, takes you along this journey of the, of the story of the characters. And we also have uh, what's called, what I like to refer to as movie-paced storytelling. Movies typically last about two hours. That's it. You get in, you get what you need, you're entertained, and then you leave the movie theater. And since these, uh, our product is based on movie scripts, then they tend to move a lot faster than the typical audiobook in terms of the pace of the story. So that's what we do. That's Audible Scripts. That's our, our product. Thank you very much for mentioning that, Katie. Okay. You can always put that in the first podcast if yeah. you want to spruce it. Yeah. Now, yeah, we I totally also... forget. We said, what do we do? Well, he does this. I did. And we didn't say what we're doing together with Will. Yeah. And I, with demos, getting to that, it's that also the length of a demo. Now, let me ask that question. How long is too long of a demo? Uh, probably anything over a minute and a half is too long. Yeah. I, what would you say? 
Yeah, I was I was trained to nothing more than 60 seconds. If yeah. you can't get it across in 60 seconds, you're pretty much... And truly, the you should always lead off with your strongest thing. Don't think, I'm going to start out slow and wait till they hear the end. If mm. you don't grab somebody the first two seconds, it's over. It's terrible. That's the nature of the business. When we talked earlier, there's a lot more work out there, a lot more people competing. Mm -hmm. They're looking for the right sound. They want to hire somebody as soon as they can. They don't want to listen to a million voices. When they hear what they want, they'll keep it and... It's it's just crazy. That's the nature of the business. So don't take it personally. You may have an mm -hmm. awesome demo. You may have an awesome audition that nobody gets around to listening to because they've already found something that they think will work. Yeah. Timing is everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've learned that really quick over the past few years. It's just that, yeah, you, you have to have a thick skin for it. And that's important because I know for a friend of mine who's in the industry, but he is pursuing acting. He wants to be in film. And the first few times, because he's not from California, he's from the Midwest. And he was really kind of frustrated with it. I said, you have to realize. I said, that's kind of the business here in California, especially in Hollywood. It's that they already have what they're looking for and you may not make it. But you know what? There's other opportunities, and you have to remind yourself of that every time. For every audition you're sending out there, you have to send another one and another one and another one. Don't just think, I'm going to just send that one, and that's going to be the one. Absolutely. I mean, it, welcome to being a small fish in a big pond. doesn't mean mm -hmm. you're not a tasty, adorable fish, but mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you're a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. Pretty uh. much. Roland, you mentioned, uh, you brought up the A word auditions and I can just chime in a little <laughs> bit here from my perspective really quickly. Um, we go for every time, every time we produce an audible script, we go through a lot of auditions, sometimes over a hundred. Okay. Wow. And one of the things, one of my fun job, I don't want to say it's fun, but one of the opportunities I have in, in, in this pre-production stage is I have to go through and listen to every single audition and either pass it or fail it. Okay. All right. So I'm listening. And what do I do since I've got a hundred of these audio clips to listen to? I listen to the first three seconds of each audio. And if I do not hear what I'm looking for in the first three seconds, which is essentially a good sounding voice over mic with not a lot of hum or hiss in the background of the audio, uh, then that person's audition does not pass and we don't consider them any, any further, uh, in the process. But, and you know, do you send them any feedback saying, you know what, you sounded okay, but you really <sighs> need to get better equipment? You I know, I really want to do that, Katie, but it's just, there's just no time. I, I have absolutely no time to do that. You know, since we're a startup, I'm wearing a lot of hats, including buying new scripts, doing work in post-production, uh, working with the uh, directing the scenes as they're recorded. I'm doing I'm our only I'm our marketing VP. I'm VP of marketing also. So I'm promoting or trying to uh, find ways to promote. So I've got no time to provide feedback. And we've discussed this as a production team over and over again. You know, we say, wouldn't in a perfect world, it would be great if we could give everyone who auditions for us some feedback. But we, there's just no time to do that. Okay, so we're here to give practical advice, right? Yeah. All right. Yes. It would be lovely if you were could let those people know. But since they can't, the people who are listening to this podcast mm -hmm. who want feedback, 
why don't you send it to somebody or even yourself? I work for a, a place in L.A. They say, before you send us your audition, send it to yourself, listen, and make sure it sounds the way you want. Now, I wish I could say I do that. And uh, You it, don't do that, Katie? I should. I know. I'm like, Rah. Out of all the, all the things I got you stuff, do? Yeah. <laughs> but, but really, that is really good practical advice. You know, when you hear it back, uh-oh, I thought I edited that out. Uh-oh. My, I, I can hear my dog, my cat, my, you know, some, the, the, you know, tree trimmers down the street. Let's mm-hmm. Maybe I should wait a second and, and redo it. So that's really good practical advice. If who you're sent, if you're going to send an audition to somebody, Maybe give it to somebody you trust first to listen to and let them give you some feedback as far as the quality, maybe not as far as coaching goes. Right. Um, the other practical advice is you can go on Voice Bank and you can listen to all the agencies in the whole country and their whole entire roster and millions and millions of demos. Mm-hmm. So you could put on the producer hat and just start, just listen and see how long you want to listen to anybody's demo. And it'll give you a sense of what it's like to be on the other end. Does that sound like good advice? It it does for me because in addition to doing voiceover stuff, I I write I write from time to time. And for the years that I taught English, it was important that if I wrote something, I would save it, print it, but I wouldn't look at it that day because I'm already in the throes of writing it and saying, "Okay, it's done," and I'm thinking, "It's this is it." But because I take that extra day. If I've got, or even that extra hour the following day, just to read it out loud, which I know that sounds really weird when you're writing, but reading it out loud versus just reading it in your head are completely different and much more effective. And I would do that and realize, wow, that really didn't sound right. And in production, same thing. I still do it. I will produce something that's maybe 60 seconds long and if I'm really confident about it, I may send it off, but if I'm not too sure... Yeah, I'll take a lunch break, walk away from it for a couple hours, and then come back and now, revisit. Now, that's a production. Yeah. But if you're doing an audition, oh. back to auditions, uh, that's true. the tricky part because, like I said, timing's everything. I yeah. totally believe, I mean, there's the, there are the exceptions to every rule, but oh, I yeah. think if I'm not within the top 20 mm. that someone hears... I don't know, unless all the other ones are produced on, you know, in someone's bathroom in their tub on their old, you know, Mr. Microphone, someone else is probably going to get the job. You know, maybe the first 50. But, you know, you don't have time. My agent sends me stuff at 7 o'clock at night after they're closed and and says, this is due by 9.30 tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Because, and as soon as they get it, now I believe, and it wasn't like this before, but it is the way it is now. They'll just upload them, upload them as soon as they get it because the producers, you know, yeah. everybody's like little little mice on those little, little wheels, wheels, and they want it. And it's that it's it's really crazy. It's the way it is. Even uh, my husband doesn't. He's starting to understand because he's doing voiceover too, and he has a terrific voice. But I'll say, honey audition here well i gotta do this whatever first i'm like you know what forget it if you Mm -hmm. don't drop everything i hate to tell you if you don't drop everything and do it now i don't know what your chances are yeah and that's and that's the thing especially with an audit well getting back to audition thank you see katie keeps me on track when i go off my hamster wheel it's that (laughs) when it comes to auditions yeah you better stop everything just to get it done because yeah the opportunity may not be there and even for example with Audible Scripts, I knew that I had a deadline and I I 
booked it over to my work to do the audition. And yeah, that was a weekend, but you know what? It was that or uh, maybe another chance to come by. Well, Will, how much, how long did, how many days did you spend listening to auditions to cast for the, the, and can we say the name of our oh, sure. production? Divine Intervention. Divine Intervention. How long, how many days did you spend listening to audition? Well, it was your uh, first project. No, your second one, right? Fourth. Okay. That was uh, the fourth. <laughs> uh, I, you know, there's two stages. There's that sound check stage that we go through, and that 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 is sort of ongoing. I mean, the sound checks we kind of do. Let, let's say we let's say we've got two auditions for two weeks. So in that first week, we'll receive a lot of auditions. By the end of that first week, I'm going through and I'm sound checking. Okay. Because I don't want to have to wait until there's a stack of hundreds of auditions and have to go through them all at once. So I'm sort of, you know, paring away the the stack of uh, sound checks that I have to do. I imagine uh, you go cross-eared, you know, <laughs> listening to... And, uh, well, I do three set. I tell you, three seconds. That's all I have time to do. Mm-hmm. That's all. I'm, and it's a very simple check. It's, do is this person using a voiceover mic? Okay, because... You know, if you're out there and you're li- and you're using an internal mic, or you're using a gaming headset, or you're using, uh, what else is some of the things? Oh, we've had people send in auditions on iPhones using you were recording their vo- their video with iPhones. And, yeah, and that's another thing. Don't send us video. Send us audio. And uh, it it there's such a big difference. I mean, f- for you listeners out there right now, you can probably tell. I'm not on my regular voiceover mic. I'm on a headset, and the, the voice sounds different. It's not it's not that warm, rich uh, sound that we're looking for. And so, within three seconds, I can tell that, and we'll either pass or fail. I think with our first production, more than half of our uh, submissions failed the sound check. Well, I think you know. I guess I got lucky because I don't think it was necessarily clear in the audition what you were looking for. Like, I'll tell you, I did two auditions on my iPhone before I came over here in between gigs because I didn't want them to wait. But I said, and and it's not, you know, some jobs, there's two things. If you're working from home, right? people want to hear your equipment. If I'm doing an audition for my agent where I know I'm going to go to a studio and they're going to record me there, what's more important, my performance, the quality of my voice, or what I'm recording on? It depends what you're doing it for, okay? Yeah, it depends on how familiar they are with you well, as, they an, may, as an actor. They, and they may not be. You know what? I, I'm telling you, there there's no hard and fast rule to anything. I know people who've recorded national campaigns on their iPhones, okay? Wow. I swear to you, it happens. And if you got a good, if they want it, if they're in a pinch, if they know who they want and they got somebody who can clean it up. Well, and I also bought a Apogee mic that plugs into my oh, microphone yeah. and that's basically studio quality. Mm-hmm. That's a good mic. Um, so it depends. So I thought, should I wait on these auditions or should I just send it while I'm sitting here waiting to get lost to come over to the studio today? Um, and I decided to record it. But I made a note. I said, I'm recording this on my iPhone. I have a studio at home, you know, and hopefully they'll take that into consideration. But, you know, it's really hard to know. I don't know how you gauge, Roland, what's oh, more important. Is it getting in it quickly? Is it getting in it perfectly? Is it <laughs> what do you... You know what? I've I've been on both ends. It's either I've been at home and I've auditioned for something, and 
I mean, I had just gotten a mic that day and I got an email for an audition. I wasn't familiar with the mic. I just bought it. I had to speed read through it and just say, okay, I hope this works. Did it, sent it. I got it. But I mean, there. sometimes we're, we're in a bind. Yeah, it's, it's fish or cut bait. And you know what? At that time, I'm going to fish. <laughs> you know, and I think communication, like everything in life, is very important. If you, if I can say to the person like I did today, look, I'm in between gigs. I'm using my iPhone and talk to people. I, I try very hard to communicate to people like personally. You know, if I, especially if I have some, if a job really appeals to me, I'll, I'll send them a, you know, a note that says, I want to do this. If, if you're interested, if you want to hear more, if you want to, if this doesn't sound, you know, you can talk to people. Yeah. It is, you know, it's like, you know, I'm just thinking of little kids, you know, who don't want to look at somebody when they say hello. I mean, right. you have to let people know. I got, I just, can I share a story? Go for it. Okay. I sent an audition through one of the pay to whatever play sites. Oops, sorry. Yeah. And, um, no, I hit the microphone and I really wanted this job. For the life of me, I can't remember what it was. It was just a few weeks ago. I won't remember. But um, <laughs> anyhow, by the way, Ken Jones was the announcer who turned me on to Chuck Bloor, if anybody's listened to podcast number one. Oh. Okay. Um, all right. So back to my thought. So I sent this audition in, and then I got some uh, – I didn't hear from them. And I really wanted this. I thought it was perfect. So I looked up their website. And I called, oh, because they had asked for, they wanted to hear something different. So I sent it. I didn't hear back. And my gut said, call the guy. So I looked on the internet, searched him out, called him. His, answered the phone. I said, hi, I sent you this thing. Did you get it? He's like, what? Huh? Huh? How'd you get my number? I'm like, well, I hate to tell you, but it's on your website. (laughs) You know? Because no one's ever called me before. No one's ever followed. I go, well, did you get it? He goes, no. I go, check your junk. Because they were just about to repost that job. Mm. He checked it, found it, go, okay. I said, you know what? I'll work with you. And I talked to him. I talked him through it. You can get on the phone. You can Skype and direct me. I want to make sure you get what you want. Sure. It was actually for, I know what it is, a guy who has a deal with some uh, big publishing company. And I want to do a bunch of audiobooks with him. So I knew this was an opportunity to maybe get more work. So. But you bring up an interesting point, though, because it's the follow-up that tends to be the thing with voiceover, especially starting voiceover people. They say, well, I've sent it. Well, yeah, but you should follow up. I mean, and that's that's something you have to inherently do. And it's not there's nothing wrong with it. It's 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 putting your name to your work and they notice that you're really interested and it works out. And also kind of what you were mentioning is the integrity and you kind of, I mean, it refers back to that because, for example, you were, before you got over here, you recorded on your iPhone to send it to them. Now they know you, they're familiar with you. Oh, no? Oh, or not. Okay. Well, <laughs> but in, in that same vein, the fact that you kind of, kind of gave them a little bit of a preemptive notice, like, you know what? I'm going from this job to this job, but I really am interested. 
but here's a sample. But notice what she said. She said that if you want to find out more or listen to more, you can go to this place or you can contact me. There's always those extra bits of communication that we have to do because we can't just think, okay, well, I've sent it. My job is done. No, your job is just starting is really <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's so much, you know, we mentioned the, the business, you know, and, yeah. and I don't care what business you're in. It's a people business. Oh, yeah. It's a people business. Mm -hmm. I mean, that guy was blown away. He and his brother, I'm like, hey, you guys, you know, I'll work with you. Just let's get this, you know, I'm here to help you look good. So, you know, I'm not trying to show off so you'll hire me. I'm here to help you look good and give you what you want and what you need. Mm. Um, Can you make me look good, Katie? I've tried so many times. But is it... Is it <laughs> B believe me, listeners, right. she has. It's not good. I but don't I know. All effort. I, really I, I do want to make you look good. And this is just the most brilliant idea for a podcast I've ever heard in my life, Will. So I'm so happy that you included me. I want you to look good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, mm -hmm. speaking of jobs, I know that uh, both of you have other jobs that you probably need to move on to here pretty quickly. So we're going to try and, and wrap up things here. Uh, Roland, what, any sort of closing thoughts that you have? Well, like, like we both said, it's that at this point, when it comes to a demo reel, you want it to have variety of your voice, kind of flexing your vocal muscle, so to speak. You don't want it too long because, again, like Will said and what we've all said, actually, it's that when you're auditioning, people are already listening within the first few seconds. So they are already made their decision. If you kind of start off slow, yeah, they're going to drop you fast. But if you hit the ground fast, they'll stay tuned in and listen and say, okay, this is what she can do. This is what he can do. And also following up, that is such a big thing, I would say, just in the general sense, not just in voiceovers, but just in general. If you send an email, follow up with a phone call. Say, hey, just want to see how you're doing, want to make sure you got that, and just build a rapport. Because, again, the this is a communications business, and it's a people business. And the more you do that, the more those people will know who you are, and perhaps more opportunities will come of that. Yeah, you never know. Just because somebody hears you and doesn't hire you for a job, if they liked you, they'll earmark it, save it, say, I like this voice, but it's not right for this thing that we're doing right now. So I just want to reiterate, listen to other people's demos. Mm -hmm. Go to Voice Bank. Look at the variety. Go to Voice 123. Listen to people's demos. If, you're, if you have an ear for this business, you'll also have an ear for what you think sounds good of what other people do. And there's nothing new under the sun. So don't copy somebody's demo. Don't copy their their script. But, you know, nobody does the same voice exactly. So if there's a character you like or something you want to work on, you know, whatever, use it to... It's an open playing field and get some ideas. You'll know what sounds good and it'll help, probably help guide you. Um, in your demo creation process. Yeah. I remember in my first demo, I, I read something out of a magazine. It was a touring magazine. And because I wanted to go to that place, I think that's what gave the extra punch to it. But it worked. So, I mean, there's materials that you don't have to look really hard for to create your demo. And like she said, there's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And just... Pfft. I don't know, this might be for another podcast, but if you're going to create a character, I've heard people's demos where they just start riffing 
character voices. That's not the same as reading a script. Mm-mm. So don't just show, you know, oh, I can do this voice, and I can do this voice, and I can do this voice, because that is not, you know, you need to have a, you know, a, a real reading a script, producing it as if, you know, you're acting, you know, uh, and if you can't take it off the air, you know, do it for for real, because people who are just making stuff up, that's cool, that's a great skill, but it might not do if somebody shoves a piece of copy in front of you and you need to read it in you know a f- two or three takes right and that, all right and that's important because you may only have two or three takes to do it in <laughs> yep. all right all right good great insight guys thank you very much i can tell uh, already we're gonna have to revisit demos and auditions in a later podcast because there's just so much more stuff to talk about right so We'll a definitely lot. put that on the mm-hmm. yeah. We'll put that on the to do list. And and you haven't heard the last about demos from Punch and Roll. You mm-hmm. haven't. There's gonna be more coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so that wraps up this edition of uh, Punch and Roll. Thank you guys, Katie and Roland, for uh, for your time. I know you guys uh, have so much on your plate. So we're, we're we're just very thankful that you guys choose to spend a few minutes every week with us to talk about uh, share some knowledge. Okay, so our pleasure. Yeah, thanks for thanks for it, Will. And. Also, this is this is a this is only our third podcast, but there's something pretty monumental going on here. Okay, a snowstorm? Uh, ever- no, I, no, I'm, I'm not even bundled. We don't get snow, and oh. you guys are in California, so I know you don't get snow. No, what I'm talking about is the fact that this is the first podcast where you guys are in the same room together. Yes, oh. that's true. And we're true. gonna prove that right now. I want you guys to high five. Everybody, let everybody hear you high five. <laughs> Can we reach it? <laughs> there. <laughs> That didn't sound like a high five. Well, we have to reach across a big desk to touch it because our mics are facing each other. Okay, so I'll take a a picture. I'm going to have somebody take our picture in case you can put it up. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's do that. All right. Sounds good. All right, right. (laughs) Okay, so that does it. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye bye. Bye all. Original music by Ben Sullivan, available on iTunes.